Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perone, CLU, CIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Jeff Harris, welcome to the program, and thank you for participating in building and protecting your business worth. Jeff, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. You know, Jeff, we had an earlier conversation this week, and uh, I was uh, excited about getting you on because you started this business a couple of years ago after so many years of uh, experience. And it's very um, exciting to hear what you're doing with it. And uh, for those people who haven't met Jeff, he'll tell you a little bit about himself. But he started JMJB Merchant Solutions um, and has well over 15 years of experience in the uh, purchasing and credit card business online. Jeff, tell us a little bit about JMJB, why you started that. Sure. Um, So, again, Tom, thanks for having me. Um, Just a little background on the company. Um, and myself, I've been in the industry since 2005. And after working uh, as a W-2 employee for two of the larger players in the, the merchant services or the credit card processing space, I decided to go out on my own uh, in 2020, um, really with the premise of offering businesses options with credit card processing. You see, when you're talking with a sales professional with one of those companies, you have access to whatever it is they have to offer. And I found that by providing options, um, multiple options to business owners instead of just what one company offers uh, really is in the best interest of my clients. So that was the premise of, of creating and starting the business. And, and would you explain what options are? I know you know that, but I'm not sure if everybody listening knows what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's really about two, two or three different, different pieces of the business. The first is technology. So uh, as a a business owner who may or may not have been shut down because of COVID or may have had a change in their business, um, the ability to move their payments online through e-commerce, the ability to offer uh, an invoicing platform to send payments out to clients um, directly, the ability to take contactless payments like Apple Pay and Android Pay without having to hand a credit card a credit card across um, across the counter. So the first is actually how the customer can pay uh, and the technology that's involved with it. The second piece is about funding. Do they want their money the next day? Is that important to them? Do they not want their, their funds the next day? Do they need American Express to be done in a different way than uh, Visa, MasterCard, and Discover? Um, and there's a variety of other options in terms of underwriting and uh, the business model and folks that may fall into the high-risk Um, industry within credit card processing. Um, I wanted to be able to service those folks and not have to do so with egregious costs like a lot of the competitors out in the marketplace. So really, it was about sitting down with the business owner and understanding what's important to them and then finding which one of the the nine platforms that I work with now are going to be the best fit for them operationally as well as with cost. So I hope that answered the question, Tom. 
Yeah, it did. So you're opening up the market to more options that they don't have with the major, the big boys, so to speak. That's exactly right. And each each big boy, you know, I work with some of the big boys, right? Um, but each of the big boys doesn't necessarily have the full set of suite and options that might make sense for one business in particular. So again, instead of shoving a square peg in a round hole, it's really understanding the business's need and, and pairing them up with what's going to be the best fit for them. Yeah, pretty innovative because, um, you know, to then, to, to now, it's pretty much been the standard. Here's how you pay and here are the options right here. One, two, three. Um, Jeff, you know, whenever I have someone who started a business on has been successful and has a good track record, one of the questions I like to ask them is what makes some people successful in what they're doing? And some people really struggle. What do you think that's all about? That's yeah, that's a that's a loaded question. Um, and if if I had to choose, if I had to choose one, um, it would be whether or not that individual is truly service focused or if they're truly transactional. Um, in my industry, I found that when folks are very transactional, as they're bringing in new customers, their existing customers are kind of going out the back door and it's a churn in terms of, of, of them bringing in new business, but losing business at the same time. And it's not an effective way to build. Uh, the ones that are, are working from a, a service first focus, which is what I believe I, I, I like to do, uh, I think that that really enables them to build rapport and, and build a relationship with their clients and have them continue to come back and continue to want to work together. I agree with you. Um, that's how I built my practice. It was planning practice, but we do so many, so many things that other people didn't do. They provided a product, but that was where it ended as opposed to a beginning, a middle, and an ending, and an ongoing. And I totally agree with you because it's the value added and the building of the relationship that really matters. Um, I, I agree with you. I think that's that's a great answer. Um, what what concerns you the most about being in your particular own business? And I'm not talking about the industry. I'm talking about you running your business. What are the things that concern you? And I ask that because I get that question by a lot of owners, business owners, the things that concern them. Sure. Um, I've, I've, so there's a variety of things that concern me. And before I answer, I just want to say I'm, I'm really doing my best to focus on spending my time and energy on the things that I can control as opposed to things that I can't control. The things that are out of my control obviously need to be addressed, but I'm, I'm trying not to spend my energy and my, my time there as much as possible. So in terms of, of my business, the things that I can control and the things that I want to always focus on is making sure that I am spending my time doing what I love and doing what I do well. And figuring out people that are either a part of my network or folks that might end up coming to work with or for me to fill in those gaps. So I would say that that's, that's where the, the greatest concern is, how that's going to materialize through 2022. You know, where are you going to spend your time where you get the most value out of it for growth? I, I agree with you. You know, I, I'm going to be on a radio show in, in another hour or so, and my topic is the three major mistakes that business owners make and the bottom line is that some of them they're aware they're making but they just don't change and the other two they're so uh, they don't know they're making but the commonality is that they're not letting good relationships 
work with them to kind of open the door of why they're making mistakes. They seem to do it all themselves. Big mistake. Um, and I think as you grow the business, those mistakes pop up and you, sometimes you don't even know that's happening. But you're yeah. right. That's where you need to focus on what you can control and reach out to areas where you're not, you can't control. Definitely. Um, you're building a business. Uh, are you you're planning on building the business to stay or sell or what's the future for your business? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, the the next five years uh, are going to be are going to be growth oriented to stay. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm in a world of monthly recurring revenue. I love that model, um, and I love the ability to to impact other people, um, both as clients as well as folks that are looking to come on board and and build a book with me and see that income for them start to happen. Those are things that are exciting. So I would say uh, the next five years, I don't have any intention of of selling, uh, but you know things are nothing is set in stone. Uh, so things are are always fluid from from my standpoint. But that's the intention at the moment. Well, that's that's good because so I, I talked to so many business owners over 53, 54 years, and they really never defined where they are. You know, they have they started business, and I always say. Unless you know where you're going in a segment of time, you have a place to go, a paycheck and a position, but you really don't have a business. You need to define, you know, just like you said, five years, I'm staying. Okay, that that works, right? Five years from now, you might say 10 years, I'm staying, but then I'm selling. The point I'm making is the value of your business really relates to what you're going to do with it down the road and how you're going to set up your systems. And I say that as a, as a learning curve not only to you, but anybody who's listening who just started a business. And um, you've had a great history of doing what you do, but your business is still relatively new and it's done a great job the last two years. So those are important focal points and stratas to look at. Um, so that's great, Jeff. That's really good. So let's go back now. Um, what do you do for your clients? Let's say I'm a client and you're going to come to see me. How would that discussion be? Uh, absolutely. And I, I promise to answer that question in a moment, but I just want to uh, say thank you for uh, those comments from the last, um, the last question. Um, that's good insight. Good insight, Tom. I, I appreciate that. Um, so, so when I'm sitting down with a, uh, with a new client, um, you know, first, first thing, or a, a new prospect, I should say, first thing is to understand what they're doing today. Uh, what they like about it, what cannot change from a, an operational standpoint, meaning like, here's how we need to, to pay. And then start talking to them about um, other methods and other ways for them to start uh, looking at, at accepting payments. Um, there's still folks who are swiping cards only and not using the chip, believe it or not, which opens up a little bit of, of compliance issues um, and compliance risk, uh, quite frankly, with disputed payments. So it's it's understanding what they're doing today, how they're accepting payments today, and what they'd like to see changed. Then we go through and um, talk about really the, the business itself and what their goals are and what they're looking to achieve and really making sure that they understand how the payment environment works. So for instance, um, you know, I, I brought on a business that has an average ticket of about $200. Um, not too high, not too low. And uh, I shared with them, hey, you know, if you ever take a payment larger than two grand, 
that's going to be well outside of your average ticket. And you can take that, but I'd recommend if you know you're going to take a payment of that size to text me or call me so I can find out if underwriting is going to want to see any documentation in terms of invoicing, in terms of a PO for your customer. And that just having that, that, that person at your back to coach you through those scenarios so you don't have money held up in fraud prevention, which happens often in this industry, um, really can just be helpful with cash flow. So uh, not to get too far down that rabbit hole, but it's it's really having someone who understands the space, understands how to represent you, um, and then goes and does those things on your behalf as you're getting started and and continues to do so throughout the relationship. I believe that's that's what the new the new experience would be working with with someone like myself. You know that's important because what you really said is that's part of that service model to be there. Um, we, we're going on a cruise in another month for a long time. Um, and my wife's been going crazy with credits and debits, you know, this whole COVID thing. But the yep. big thing she's been able to do is pick up the phone and call a sales agent or, or a travel agent who does all that work for her. Now, if she had to do it herself, I don't think she'd be a happy camper. And I'm the one who's the byproduct and the end user of that old deal, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We all know that. So what you're really saying is that through the uh, services and the ability to be uh, there for the client, that's the added value of your business versus a call center or someone who has no dog in the fight. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And, you know, I'll tell you, um, on a busy Saturday night at a restaurant, something happens with uh, your credit cards. You're not going to want to wait until Monday morning when your bank opens up to be able to talk or figure it out. You're going to want to continue to run your business. Like I said before, it's easier to send a text message and have someone like me get on the horn and and figure out what's going on with your processor. And um, that goes to a a second point, Tom. As as I've been building the business, um, I am choosy with who I work with because I am going to take that call Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, Sunday, even when I'm with my family because I understand my clients are calling for a reason. So I am going to be choosy with who I'm working with. Um, I have a no jerk policy in terms of clients as well as within my network um, because I'm going to answer that phone and I want to spend time with people that need the help and aren't calling just to be just, just for the sake of it. Does that make sense? Uh, if I told you how many clients I fired over 50 years and sent them <laughs> because they, they, they became the jerk element. I, I was, let's put it this way. I was built for pleasure. So yeah. Uh, you know, that you, I know what we're saying. And you know what you, what you just said is very informative to a lot of business owners that are listening to this video or this uh, audio. Um, you know, make your life passionate. Make sure it works in your lifestyle uh, mold. If you're working and dealing with jerks all the time, how much fun is that, right? So again, that's all part of being in business and defining how you want your business to look. And I, I think that's a great recommendation, Jeff. It really is. We, we, we do call it the jerk policy also. So, uh, well, <laughs> well, it depends who we're talking with. Then it's a little different. That's right. Yeah, we might have some other, some other colorful descriptors, but yeah, we, we understand. So let's talk about, uh, let's go back to the client. And so mm-hmm. they, they just know Jeff Harris got a good reputation. and. So your job is to explain to them what makes JMJB and Jeff Harris a good service and product 
And what benefits do they derive from working with you? So that's your, that's all you have to do. What do you tell them? So the, the, the goal of what I'm looking to do with new businesses and existing businesses is to make payments simple. For some reason, which I can speculate as to why, payments have been made difficult for business owners to understand. You know, the the costs that we earn in terms of commissions are called discount rates. It's not a discount, you're paying a fee, right? So just that in itself is an example of how my industry has made it difficult for businesses to understand what goes on behind the scenes. So my goal is to make it simple for them to understand, simple for them to manage, and then making sure that they have me or a resource to go to when they have questions, when they have concerns, when they have issues. Not everything is butterflies and rainbows. We're talking about technology. Things break. There are hiccups. There needs to be someone that can answer the phone and at least sometimes talk them off of a ledge when that happens until everything is, is made whole and made right. So that's that's essentially what they're getting. Simplicity and the ability to run their business without having to focus on something else that, in my opinion, they should not be focusing on. It sounds like what you're really doing, saying also is that you're being very transparent with them. Of course, there's no, in my opinion, there's no, there's no other way to to do business um, or to live your life, quite frankly, but yeah. that's another story. Yeah, no. And, and you're right. We got, that should be dragged over from your life to your business life because that will form your, your ideal business and personal life by transparency. Um, and, but that's all part of that honesty integrity that you bring from your personal life to business. I think it's really important because unfortunately we don't see that a lot and that's a real big value added benefit for people, especially small businesses. Um, Jeff, let's come back. Who's a, let's talk about who's a real good candidate for you. The person that really should be speaking to you and you should be speaking to them. So, I'm going to answer that with in two different ways. Uh, the first is with direct clients. Um, the clients that I work with are ones that value relationships with their vendors. You know, they don't you don't have to have breakfast every day, um, but they value the relationship with with their vendors and and will come to ask questions and for explanations on on things and and treat their vendors as part of um, their business, understanding it's just an extension of the business. Um, I, that's the, the, the first way that I'll answer that question. Um, the second one is folks who I should be talking to and should be talking to me are people like yourself, Tom, people who are service focused, people who are looking to help others, are looking to serve other businesses and other people. And the reason why I share that is not for a direct, a direct business relationship, but those folks are likely going to be very valuable to my network and to my clients. And if I don't know them and don't meet them, then they're not able to help anyone that I know. And that's the way that I approach and look at it. Yeah. And uh, your personality uh, fits that model uh, because I I know how much you care about your relationships with people. I'm not talking about just customers. I can tell how you treat your friends. And uh, I mean, the people we've been introduced to through you are just amazing. And I can tell that just... uh, that's just stuff that comes through the pores, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think that's great. Um, so how do you keep your client long-term? Really simple by doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. 
service, service, service. Yeah, service, be, be available and meet them where they are. So there are times where clients, you know, I, I like to at least have conversation at the, at the very least quarterly, if not a little bit more frequently because I do business locally so I can stop in and, and see, see, see customers of mine. Um, but at the very least, um, when they need something, they're getting an answer and they're getting a response quickly. Um, and just stay in front of them and make sure you know that, that, that you're thinking of them because you are. And you have to be authentic about that. And, and, and Jeff, are most businesses possible candidates for you if they meet your criteria? Yeah, most any business um, would be, as long as they meet that, the criteria that we had discussed earlier, um, would be a candidate to talk to. Um, I will share with you that there are certain business types that I end up not being the best fit for. I can service them, sure, but it might not make the most sense. And I'm, I'm happy to direct them elsewhere and lead them to what's going to make the most sense for them, should that be the case. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has questions, needs help with, with payment acceptance, getting paid by their customers, um, are folks that I love to have conversation with. Perfect. Perfect. Um I'm going to have all your contact information in the show notes, which we, we will get out. And um, I, I would assume that uh, you'll welcome any call from a vendor that wants to discuss this with you. Absolutely. Um, I, have, I, I have two criteria that, and I, I shared this with you when you and I, when you and I spoke, um, good people, good service-focused people who are good at what they do. That's the criteria that I have. So if you feel like you fit those criteria, feel free to reach out by phone, email, um, on social, whatever is your preferred method of communication. Yeah, and just got a nice website. Uh, so I'll put that in there. You want to go up there, sneak around, look around. He's got all kinds of good stuff in there. Um, Thank you. Jeff, uh, it was a pleasure having you on today. I learned a lot about this. This is an area that I don't know much about, obviously. But uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that are running businesses that, you know, again, they're they they have their fingers doing their widgets and making things and they don't think too much about this. So, it's again, it's one of those unknowns that all of a sudden you're making available knowledge that can become something they know about. So um, hopefully they'll listen to the podcast and get to meet you. No, that's I, I, I welcome any calls and any questions without any um, expectations beyond that. And I I appreciate being here, Tom. It was an absolute pleasure. Well, it was our pleasure. And folks, if you don't, for some reason, have Jeff's, uh, just email me. I'll get you everything you need, okay? Jeff, I want to thank you for taking your time uh, coming on. We learned an awful lot today. And uh, hey, best of luck. Thank you. Appreciate it. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly Let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. 
Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.